Hello, I'm Laurel, and welcome to the podcast That Fangirl Life. This is the podcast where each week I'll be chatting to a guest about fangirl life as well as answering some of your questions. This time I'm joined back by Izzy from episode two, and we switched things up for the last episode, and Izzy is asking me your questions. Listen as we discuss how the idea of That Fangirl Life came about, what it was like winning a date with Lewis Capaldi, who the first person I was a fangirl of, and what the plans are for that fangirl life going forward. Hello, everybody. Um, we are back for the season one finale of that fangirl life. Yes, we have done 10 episodes now. This is the longest I've actually committed to something. <laughs> with them. Um, and this week, we thought we would change it up a little bit. And I have got our episode two guest back with me, who also runs our socials, our Instagram, um, Izzy back, and she is going to be interviewing me. So I'm going to hand over the hosting hat. I'm taking off my hat here <laughs> um, to Izzy to run the rest of the episode. It's going to be a wild ride. Yeah. <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, having had 10 episodes of it being you interviewing everybody else, it's now the other way around and this episode is all about you. So feel free, (laughs) share as much or as little as you like. I suppose a lot of people know you either through the podcast now or through your own social media, but can you tell us a little bit about what your musical heritage is in terms of who you listened to growing up and where your fan life started, if you will? (laughs) <laughs> I have grown up doing dancing, musical theatre, um, acting, um, all of that kind of like showbiz life. Well, I wouldn't say showbiz lifestyle, like I wasn't like <laughs> a major product. So I was always around people in the entertainment industry. I went to, um, unfortunately it doesn't exist anymore, I went to Anisha Drama School. Yeah, and then I did dancing outside of school. I also went to the same stage school as Frankie and Rochelle from the Saturday so was stop kind of, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was always like growing up like doing that kind of like thing I think my parents wanted me to be famous really and <laughs> really work out that way but yeah so I always growing up around it but dance was like my main thing like that was what I enjoyed doing the most so I can always remember my mum would always play like in people take that but also she would always tell me that she was like when she was younger she was a big fan of like basically rollers and the Osmonds and she used to tell me stories about her and her best friend and they used to like bunk off school and go and queue up and like watch them and stuff um like that um but so that was kind of like there was always music playing in the house like it's that cliche there's always music playing in the house but there was I know what you mean yeah (laughs) there was and I think that's still instilled for me because I can't be in silence at all Mm -hmm. but I would say when I was like younger um so like primary school days it would have been like the big thing like when I was nine ten was Spice Girls which Boy, Spice I, Girl were you that's the question um I was always ginger because I was always <laughs> and the one like directing everyone around Love that. Like, <laughs> um she was always the one that was um seemed the bossiest out of all of them um, somebody has to do it it's a hard yeah. job somebody has to do it <laughs> I just kind of got went into secondary school um, moved on to kind of like Steps, S Club 7, Britney Spears, because all of that kind of thing was in, like cheesy pop was like the in thing really to listen to, which is weird yeah. now to say. 
Um, however, I feel like when I went to uni, like my music taste completely changed because obviously you're meeting new people for the first time that you've not grown up with for like seven years and the same going to school the same day. You're living with people. Like, it was my first time ever living with boys other than like yeah. dad or my stepdad. Um, and I think it really switched to like indie kind of music because mm-hmm. um, I'd only ever really listened to the Kooks like that was it because they were kind of big on the radio just before I went to uni mm-hmm. and I remember um one of the guys I lived with they were both kind of like indie emo-y type guys and um, one of them I remember I think it was after Christmas break he was like oh I bought you um a gift over Christmas and it was Snow Patrol Snow Patrol's Eyes Open album from HMP a CD because um Spotify didn't really exist back then um in 2006 so um yeah so I had had that and then kind of like that started opening my eyes to other artists that weren't so much on the radio but obviously back then it was really hard to find other artists um but I've been lucky enough like I've always been like my parents would always take me to concerts like my dad took me to see Westlife like which must have been hell for him because (laughs) it's a bloke (laughs) yeah yeah um right and then as I got older I like was able to start paying to go to festivals like I went to V festival for like every year for like the last six years until it finished wow yeah and like that kind of really instilled like how much I loved going to like live music and stuff like that who was the first artist that made you realize that maybe just maybe you were that fangirl well it actually wasn't someone music (laughs) artist it was actually um, Nigel Harmon, who played Dennis Rickman in EastEnders. I'm shocked. <laughs> and I think I must have been probably like 15, 16 at the time. And me, okay. the best friend, Stacey. Um, we, well, to be fair, I did at the time. We both really liked um, McFly and Busted. And we mm-hmm. used to call each other McBusmans, like, because it was like a hybrid <laughs> of all of them mixed together. And um we I used to cut out photos of okay. Harmon. Like I used to go like up to the Tesco's at the end of the road, buy like the TV guy, TV Times, like any newspapers that I'd heard and cut out pictures of him. And I had a pinboard <laughs> in my room and I would stick like the pictures of him on the pinboard. Um yeah, that was the first kind of thing. And then and then from there, when I went to uni, it progressed into like Zac Efron okay yeah I can get behind that one (laughs) yeah it progressed into Zac Efron um but band wise it was probably it probably was Westlife um yeah uh, yeah they were the only ones that I remember like I'd have to go and buy their CD as soon as it came out yeah and would beg my mum to like take me to go see them yeah so it's like band wise I'd say it was Westlife then McFly and Busted Mm. um which kind of integrated, like I said, with the Nigel Harmon thing. And then the Nigel Harmon and then the Zac Efron. However, it was all, it's always been a running joke that whenever I've been lucky enough to meet Nigel Harmon and Zac Efron, and it's always been a running joke. As soon as I meet them, that's it. I'm like done with them. I don't care anymore. And That's so it, strange. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's literally, it's like, just been like, yeah, like done that now. And everyone's always like, can you hurry up and meet Harry Styles? 
so we, <laughs> so if, you if can shut up and be done and we can move on to someone else well I don't know if that will happen though really I don't I don't your fingers crossed you never know well, oh I meant I don't know if I'll move on oh okay let's not let's not yeah. move on <laughs> I think that I think that was probably where I where I did realize yeah this is this is a bit more than just but I, I think as well like back then obviously you had dial-up internet and I was like part mm-hmm. of um they used to have like forums for different like artists and stuff like I think they were like dot net so I, well, I'm talking like old like really old school yeah and like I used to be part of one that was like a Nigel Harmon one and like a <laughs> one and you just go on there and you just chat to other people and at the time obviously my mum thought it was really weird like you'd heard loads of like dodgy stories about people luring you meeting on, on the internet, internet. Yeah. That's so my mum was always like, you can only go on there for 20 minutes and then come off. Oh no, actually, I know when I was like, this has got a bit too far now. Because <laughs> I've still got it and I don't know how to turn it off, but I've still got a Google alert for Zach Efron. Stop. <laughs> no, you haven't. Yeah. And I, don't know, I don't know where I set it up from and I don't know where where I go to like get rid of it get rid of it so like every morning if he's been mentioned in news articles <sighs> it gets sent through to me so i don't read just a it. daily dose little yeah, daily it dose just, to... it just gets deleted well to be fair he's not really that much like does much now other than like the activism but that was i think yeah that was when i probably realized this has gone a bit so where do you think kind of going off that again where do you think the line is drawn between being someone who enjoys an artist or a celebrity and then being a fan so to speak see I think it was difficult for me I didn't really know what it was I just thought I was weird and obsessive and I thought I had an obsessive personality when it came to things like this because the internet wasn't a thing how it is nowadays so I didn't have anywhere to go or speak to that many people Mm so quickly and accessible is what you could do now so I just thought I was just odd and it was only probably probably within like the last five six years I would say since being on Instagram properly Mm -hmm. and talking a bit more about Harry Styles and One Direction on there that I've realized that it's actually I'm not crazy and obsessive I'm Mm -hmm. passionate and it's a hobby that well I wouldn't say a hobby but it's it opens so many doors like everyone else that's been on the podcast said that it's opened so many doors for them in regards to other interests by liking this one person like without them like wouldn't found other artists to listen to books to read like friends people to like speak to that get it it's, like, it's a difficult one because you don't ever want to like your brain is not wired to think that you're different because it's normal in your brain what you're yeah. doing. and it's like hard to realize when you've stepped across a line. across that boundary yeah. I know what you mean. it's like difficult like I wouldn't be able to like pinpoint to you where I was just like a fan of Harry and then all of a sudden it's now this mm. like what it is now like I wouldn't be able to say to you like where did that where did that change change happened that my brain was just like I want to find out more about him and like what he likes what he reads what films does he watch like what clothes is he wearing and like all those kind of different influences and styles and stuff like that but I would Mm -hmm. even say like 
from being a fan of Zac Efron, like, I would buy, like, when we'd have fancy dress stuff at uni, I'd be like, I want to dress, like, I'm going to come as a wildcat cheerleader. Like, yeah. And stuff like that. And it was just like, where the, where the line, I think the line is, is when you, because actually, uh, Taylor, my stepsister, asked me the other day that she just started listening to Ariana Grande a little bit more than what she would generally do. And she was mm. like, this make me a fangirl now because I'm listening to her oh. a lot more. And I was like, um, I was like, no, probably not because like you're not wanting to know like who her inspirations are and like delve deeper into like the lyrics that she's wrote and um find out like what books she's reading know like all the names of her dogs and stuff like that I'm just thinking of like random things <laughs> people who, what shoe size she is <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I was like no I would just say that you just you just really like her music like mm. you're a fan of her music but you I wouldn't say you were a fan girl as such like I think it's it's wanting to know more and wanting to know when things are going to happen and how they're happening and you're more inquisitive yeah and be immersed in it because there's nothing better than when you know something's going to happen and Mm -hmm. seeing it I'm like people have said before like seeing stuff unfold online like when we've got feedback and stuff they've said oh I love it when I can see other people reacting to things Mm -hmm. and it's the same as well like when I spoke to Emma in episode three I had to think then what episode it was (laughs) um, about Harry Styles and the Vogue cover and seeing people's reactions to it I think Mm. like really interesting you learn like you learn things like I think nowadays especially like you learn a lot more things from like cultural like political Mm. um political things from that you wouldn't take generally take the time to look into no because Definitely. you've heard them speak about it or tweet something about it or yeah I think a lot of it also comes down to like how pop culture has as time has gone on become more integral to like wider youth culture so like where say people who were brought up in the 70s it was kind of just getting started that they had their own sort of culture now it's a completely different thing where youth culture is so like huge and broad and everybody has their little like foot in the door on some aspect whether it's like music or tv or gaming or whatever everything I feel because everything's so more accessible it's mm. so easy easier now to become a bigger fan of something because like I was saying before like I used to go down to Tesco's and get a magazine and like cut pictures out like of them and like used to rely on the paparazzi instead of you having your mobile phone like yeah <laughs> who's been the favorite like your favorite person that you've met celeb wise um I wish I remembered meeting um I was in French and Saunders and I wish I remembered like meeting them properly because I was only probably about nine okay yeah. I remember bits of the day but I don't remember that much of it but I remember Jennifer Saunders being because she played my mum in the sketch that we were doing mm-hmm. and she was really she was really nice do you want to know the worst person that I met oh go on spill the tea I love it <laughs> Victoria Beckham uh, hang on you've met Victoria Beckham it, it kind of doesn't surprise me that 
she might have been your worst but I'm, I mean one question I've wanted to ask you for the longest time and never got round to doing mm. how was it when you met Lewis Capaldi <laughs> I am surprised that no one to be fair I have taken that off now from my socials being like, um that whole thing just spiraled like it whole like it spiraled completely beyond reckoning like it's yeah it all started as a joke basically that went completely wrong but he is really nice he's really he's really shy like he comes See? he comes across, I don't know whether or not it's because obviously there was like three girls being like don't me even though yeah them had a boyfriend and was called in last minute I was there I was there because I was like I want you to introduce me to Niall Horan like, and I even said that to him like, connections connections <laughs> I'm just here for Niall I told you that in my questions you're my stepping stone <laughs> um and um the other the other girl was like a proper Lewis Capaldi fan so I felt a bit yeah. um bad about it um for anyone that's listening doesn't understand what we're chatting about there oh was, yeah probably should <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> on my YouTube channel that I don't talk about anymore really or do stuff on there there's a video explaining all about that that I actually won blind date with Lewis Capaldi on Capital FM um yeah he was really nice and uh, won and yeah it, I won and I didn't think I was gonna win because he was really slagging me off on the questions <laughs> my answers after I remember afterwards I left and I told I told work I had the doctors they probably just to be fair they've all seen it at work they were like is that really where you were because <laughs> I literally work like a two minute walk from the capital offices right and I was like oh I'll just go for a walk around the park get a coffee like in Starbucks and then go in mm. and um as I was like walking the producer he texted me and was like can we pass your number on to um Lewis he actually really actually wants to take you out on a date you live in London don't you and I was like yeah I live like literally like just like outside of Stratford so like London mm. Essex but yeah. yeah like pass it on like I'm fine and he can take my number (laughs) but I'm still waiting and then one of the questions which was submitted Mm -hmm. um was actually have you ever felt non-fangirls judge you for being a fangirl have you ever had that experience where someone's looked at you as you're stood there in your like merch quite proudly and they're looking at you like why the hell are you wearing your One Direction shirt out you're not 11 (laughs) uh yeah especially when I was like younger and like when I was at uni with like the high school musical stuff because obviously that's like a Disney film and mm-hmm. Disney and I was like 18 uh, yeah I did like so I would feel like I'd have to hold it in kind of and it's only like I said like within the last like probably I'm gonna say probably within the last like two three maybe years mm. that I've felt a bit more open and been like do you know what this is who I am but yeah I did I did and it was more difficult then because there wasn't I didn't feel like there was anybody else that I could speak to that would get it like like I mentioned my friend Stacey she got it to an extent and was like we'd go see McFly and like busted together and stuff but I would always be the one that would be like oh my god this ticket's on sale like we have to go like, we need to buy them now we need to go like we need to go like we've got to and she'd just be like yeah okay um mm-hmm. yeah but it was I still like I still get it now like my mum's just like I don't she's like I get it but I don't get it like mm-hmm. even with doing this whole like podcast 
and like the like even my Instagram stuff she's like I get it but I don't get it I don't get it I I think that's probably a generational thing as well like I try to explain to my dad what we do with the podcast and he's like so so what is it who who listens to it and I'm like oh Julian give it a rest man (laughs) give it a rest (laughs) but like on the flip side it's like my stepsister she doesn't she doesn't get the idea of idolizing someone that's famous she mm-hmm. thinks it's weird she's like why why do you need to look up to someone that you don't know you've never met them and you're believing what they tell you mm-hmm. is the truth which I get in a way because you do you take you take point blank for what they say as mm-hmm. Bible and people go out and they spend their money on stuff that they've been like yeah like this is great like go buy it like and it's the same well like, it's the same for like influencers content creators like you believe what they say but mm-hmm. he can't ever she always says like I don't I don't get it always ask me like explain to me why like why like what is it about like Carrie Styles One Direction 1975 that you're like yes I want to spend my money on that I guess in a very roundabout way this does lead into the next question quite well but what was it that made you actually want to start the platform um okay give we'll give us like condensed version because obviously I've been been writing about this numerous times yeah it's probably about this time last year um I had a work thing after work like a work dinner and I had like half an hour 40 minutes to kill um before I had to be there so I was like I'm gonna pop into Waterstone just have a little browse I went in there and I was just like I always like to go and have a little browse of the music books just to like see like what's about and stuff and I stumbled across a book and the book on the front had fangirls written on it like in its like blue cover and I was like oh so I sat down in a chair and I started to read it and I was like oh and I think it was a couple of days before payday and I was like oh I can't really afford to buy it so I just put it I like put it back and I was like yeah like I'll have a look like next week or something then lockdown happened never went back to work (laughs) so I was just like okay right probably should get some books so I'm not just sitting watching Netflix all the time Mm. and it came I kind of like put off reading it for a bit I think I was reading something else for oh do you know what I'm gonna start giving this a read and obviously the first chapter in it is about One Direction fans Mm -hmm. and that was it I was like hooked and I was just like oh my god there is people out there that get it and that like I knew there was people out there that get it because obviously like I'd started to follow more Harry Styles like fan influencers and stuff mm-hmm. at the end of the year um so I knew there was other people that got it but I didn't realize how many people in different areas felt the same way um, and I thought you know what I've been holding back an area of my personality on my Instagram for so long that I just need to start like embracing it a bit more I've been toying with the idea for a podcast for ages because lockdown boredom you start thinking of all the possible projects that you've wanted to do for ages and that you've Mm -hmm. always said you've never got the time to do and I was like I've got all this time and someone that I've followed her for years um Beth um Bethany Francesca she dm'd me and she was like really think about like what your niche is like she was like you know what your niche is and really think about it and try and connect it to that so then I sat 
I sat down and I was just like, right, let's brainstorm. Like I had like a whole page of like different brainstorms of like names of different things, what I could talk about. I think I need to talk about being a fangirl and I don't think there's anything like that here in the UK. So I did some research and I was just like, do you know what? It will be, it's something that I like. It's something that I know I won't get bored of talking about like, because all my friends are bored of listening to me talk about it. So why not bore the rest of the world <laughs> with it? If I was younger and the internet was about, I'd have loved to have had something like this mm-hmm. to listen to, to follow on Instagram, like if Instagram was a thing then. Mm-hmm. And I think it was knowing that I, at the core of myself, I am a fangirl. Like there was something missing out there and it could grow into something, but I didn't know at the time. It's kind of all been like a, let me fumble my way through this and see what happens. Mm-hmm and have fun whilst doing it, doing something fun, instead of taking it, like, serious, like, don't get me wrong, there is times when I'm like, am I doing the right thing, like, am I about to, like, spend some of my savings on something that, like, could go belly up, and I'll have lost a bit of money, (laughs) like, from the feedback that we've got, especially, like, from younger girls, like, that own, Mm -hmm. they're, like, early teens, like, 14 to, like, 16 year olds, who live, like, Oh, like we've had like South Africa and like Bangladesh mm-hmm. like message saying that they've listened to the podcast and they love it and they're so happy that they know there's people out there that are like them which mm-hmm. I think when you're young and you don't know how to not control but you don't know what these feelings are and what they mean like are they normal yeah I'm weird because I like this person my friend doesn't like listening to this person like it's, they're all just finding themselves yeah they're all finding themselves and it's nice to kind of like guide them along and obviously like show people like different areas of like fandom like obviously the podcast we've covered a whole range of different things from people being doing educational stuff in it like with yourself and Shah in the first two episodes and going to like Emma who like her life has completely changed from in the last year and a half from embracing her fangirl is especially with lockdown it's all just gone like yeah it's insane TikTok comes along lockdown happens and suddenly you've got everybody under the sun starting their little businesses yeah. and it it's really nice it's nice to see that people are like actually I can do this for myself and still mm. like and I can enjoy it like there's Kate um from Kate my studio she like did a Q&A and she was like I she still works like full-time and she was saying that and she like she's trying to find a balance where she doesn't get burnt out from doing this as a side business Mm. but she loves it so much that she doesn't ever see herself getting bored or burnt out from it and I think that's a similar similar thing really like doing this I mean that's what I was going to ask next it's obviously from coming on you know in the last month and helping you with it I've also seen now how much work goes into having a podcast and running a podcast in the way that we do how the hell have you been balancing running the podcast and your normal life how have you been doing it because I just can't fathom it (laughs) well obviously being in lockdown helps a lot that's that has helped but it's also made me realize like before that I had a blog for like a couple of years we're dipping out of it but I think it's because I'm passionate about it and I know there's a place there's a place for it 
to grow and for it to be what we've spoke about and envisioned for it and mm. a lot of spreadsheets color-coded spreadsheets not spreadsheets like I don't think people realize as well that every episode is like as much I like I love the recording part it's great and I think people just think I record this and then I just upload it and it goes straight on Spotify no mm. the conversations I have with people go on, can go on for like two hours three one I think the longest I've ever had probably was with myself and Charlotte at the beginning and I was like yeah oh, I really need to cut this down like, <laughs> yeah people think it's just me talking to people far enough questions and then I just upload it like, it's not like there's a lot of like behind the scene works like researching guests asking guests if they want to come on to talk about it like there's one person that I'm dying to get on the podcast and I must have sent them probably about five dms on twitter on instagram i've emailed them three times and it's just like i just want a yes or no they're big but don't get me wrong then it's no more famous anybody listening like it's really not it's just a really well-known update account <laughs> i knew as well when doing this i couldn't do it all like how i envisioned it in my head when i was trying to do it like mm. people that have followed the instagram now you can tell what when i was running it and when izzy took over <laughs> You can. Where I do Instagram as well, part-time, like all the fashion stuff, mm. I was just like, my brain is like not able to divide coming up with like creative stuff that people want to see with coming up with fashion content and mm-hmm. content for my own Instagram, as well as putting time in to edit the podcast. As well as doing my full-time job, as well as obviously having time to myself. There's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah. I, I knew I couldn't do it by myself which is obviously like what I first said to you when I messaged you being like do you want to yeah. come and help like because I knew if I wanted it to succeed as much as like in my head I'm always like this is my baby like yeah and I text you and I'm like can you let me know like what's happening I just knew I wouldn't be I, I would have given up like probably like right I think now is as good a time as any to take a break from the bigger questions and move on to the quick fire round that yeah so what is the best gig you have been to okay so no shocker <laughs> but harry styles at electric ballroom who'd have thought <laughs> december 2019 is up there as like number one mm-hmm. however i would also say 1975 at reading when they headlined in 2019 <sighs> Next question, favourite song from Self-Titled? Um, well, this week, it's Woman. It changes. <laughs> changes it changes a lot. Um, yeah, this week, it's Woman. But, that, but then it's always a toss-up between that and... Um, but Sign of the Times does hold a special place in my heart. Yeah. It was where it all began. Yeah. <laughs> favourite song from Fine Line? Um, <laughs> I feel like it's no shocker that it's Golden. Who'd have thought? <laughs> you tattooed it on your body. Um, yeah, if, if someone would say, like, pick a song that's you, I would say, like, that one. Like, yeah, that's, like, my personality. However, Fine Line is a close second. Oh, the next question then, virtual gigs or in-person gigs? I think I know the answer to this. In-person. But... I hated, I did the virtual Horan gig for We Need Crew. Mm. And it was so it just felt so sad like I was in my room by myself with my cider and there was no one there in the audience 
watching him either. So yeah. every time we'd finish a song, it would go dead silent. Okay, uh, dream guest for season two. We've kind of touched on it, but... That, the update account is like the dream attain- obtainable one. Like, I would say the okay. obtainable one that probably could happen. However, if we're talking like dream, dream, like ultimate. Hypothetical dream. <laughs> yeah. I am going to say... Gemma Styles or Lottie Tomlinson to speak about what it's like growing up with your brother being part of the big boy band like and especially that, that how, would be amazing how now they've been able to create their own brands from it like as people and obviously they've gone in completely two opposite directions like you've got Gemma speaking more about like ethical sustainable fashion mm. which is ironic when your brother's facing Gucci and but like Lottie Tomlinson who is I would say probably like if you were to go put pick out an influencer from a crowd like mm. a lineup you would point at her more than you'd point at Gemma, Gemma. Um, yeah. okay the final question in this not so quick fire quick fire yeah. round uh the craziest thing you did for One Direction I would probably say it would have been when they did the on the road again tour and I decided I just got back from traveling around America mm. and I'd only been that this new job for maybe a month and I got paid that day and they were doing one of the nine back-to-back shows at the O2 and uh-huh. I was just like fuck it I'm buying a ticket today and I bought two tickets they were like 50 pound each mm. bought them I didn't have anyone to go with so that didn't matter though <laughs> no, no, because you could only buy two tickets you weren't allowed to buy just one you had to buy the oh. two and I just put on Twitter does anyone want to buy a spare ticket you will have to sit next to me for the whole night screaming at Harry Styles but yeah if you want to come there's a spare ticket um this girl Hannah still speak to her today was like yep I'll take them but I suppose a good place to start is what have been some of your highlights from season one I think well I think overall just speaking to lots of different people some people that I'd known before and just spoken to them online like especially like Shah from episode one um me and her had like spoken through like Instagram DMs Twitter and stuff for quite a while but we'd never we've never actually like met in real life as well as like speaking to Emma obviously meeting you getting you on board to help me join the party (laughs) (laughs) I think um yeah and just like all the like people that we've spoken to but um I think main ones have been like getting to speak to Emma about Harry Styles and how Mm -hmm. that whole embracing that part of her life um how it's changed in the last year like I said it's changed so much for her life in the last year Mm -hmm. and a half and and I think like we only scratch the surface of stuff to do with what's going Mm -hmm. on in her life um which I would love to get her back on again maybe maybe not next season but maybe the season after to like mm-hmm. see where things have progressed and like especially with other stuff that's gone on um also last week's episode was really interesting to like speak to guys for a change um and there's been pers- a while since we've done that <laughs> yeah. and like see their perspective of like fandom um and like fangirl culture and especially like how they just embrace it and they don't care that they're called fan like they call themselves fangirls and just like how knowledgeable they were like on different things I know so what have you found to be the biggest learning curve 
with running the podcast how to edit these really <laughs> conversations to just half hour um yeah probably that because everyone loves a ramble and obviously people are like even I'm nervous every time like I come on to start um because half the time I've never met these people or spoken to these people before other than your dms or emails and stuff like that um that is probably the hardest because once you start talking obviously like anybody you can't really especially if it's something that you are passionate about and you want to share everything that you know about it Mm. uh, it's how to edit it down to make it a concise conversation that people will want to listen to because obviously what I think is interesting might not be interesting to someone else listening but yeah that's probably been the hardest so obviously we know what the plans are going forward with podcasts and all of the platforms and things like that yeah but are we at a point where we could possibly share what the plan is as a season one finale well season two is already in the works (laughs) Um, i heard it here first (laughs) the first four slash five episode guests have been confirmed i'm super excited about what we're going to be talking about um we will be having someone that's quite well known from the harry styles fanfic area on the podcast um she has put it on her twitter so if you do want to go and sleuth it out you can <laughs> find out who it is but yeah um but the other news really is that we are people if you follow us on instagram you already know but <laughs> don't follow us on instagram we are going to be launching um that fangirl life into a website uh, it's been crazy to see the response i think that people have had when we've said so far like I don't think either of us expected that first oh god no when we put that post up and everyone suddenly hit the dms and I was just buried under a pile of like 30 dms exciting it's it's exciting and it's good it's it's good to see the response that you do encouraging isn't it yeah that's the word I'm looking for (laughs) It's like if you can tell, I'm not the wordsmith of the account. I'm, 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 I'm the face and the money. Is he doing all the words? I'm just like I, I bring the academic sprinkler. Yeah, it's crazy to see. Like I've like delved into different, dabbled in different ideas before. Like YouTube, I dip in and out of. But like to see something that like an idea that's come from my brain, and other people be like oh my god yes like I want to be part of it it's like it's weird to like comprehend that like (laughs) oh my god I've actually come up with something and people are like I'm not gonna lie there's been times when I've woke up in the middle of the night like being like oh my god am I doing the right thing here I will say though should probably mention the website won't be live for a while yet no This has been in the work since when did I first message you? Like January? Was it beginning of January? Yeah, literally early January. Yeah. Um, and we've got a great team of people coming on board. So we're gonna be working with Kelsey, who is our branding slash website designer. She is also a massive fan girl. Um, I'll leave her Instagram link in the episode description for people. And also for all you big fans of TikTok and whatnot. We have also, I was really shocked when this email came in that she wanted to be part of it, but um, I'm probably going to really butcher her surname. Uh, I really Go am going to butcher her surname. Hold on, let Gillespie. me 
Yeah, Lindsay Gillespie. <laughs> yeah, um, she will also be coming on as um, like an assistant content producer. Uh, producer, yeah. So that is going to be our little team to begin with. Um, but we are always open with ideas. The Instagram, however, will be. We've got lots of exciting stuff coming on the Instagram. We have <laughs> between now and season two, and the website coming up. Like. We've got stuff planned out until April at the moment. So, yeah. yeah. Watch this space. Yeah. That's the parting message, I think. Watch <laughs> this space. <laughs> and that's it for season one of That Fangirl Life. A big thank you to all of the guests that have come on for the last 10 episodes. And a big thank you to you if you've listened to all 10 episodes. Make sure you do head over to our Instagram, That Fangirl Life Podcast, to see what else we get up to before season two starts. If you do like the podcast, make sure you do give it a follow on Spotify and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find the show. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you very soon for season two.